0: Do we have enough tissues? For what? For both of us crying because we're gonna cry today. We can't cry on a comedy podcast! I know, but you know what? This is the day. The day has come.
1: I feel a cry coming out. The on. day of
0: reckoning. It's it has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just get ready. Oh
1: boy, here we are. Welcome to Obsessed Disappear, the podcast where Joey Taranto and I recap our favorite ID show... Episode by episode, and if you want more of me and Joey and that other loud screaming woman, please join us on our Patreon. We have over a hundred episodes ready for you to download and binge. Are you taking a fall trip? Oh my God, it's almost fall. Don't say Whatever it. Whatever it is you are doing, we have back episodes from Snapped, sino No Evil, Evil Lives Here. I used to love lots seeing, of evil, lots so much evil. Plus, fun shows like Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Pink Collar Crimes. And the show we're smack dab in the middle of now, I almost got away with the best. it. I will almost never not love a show as much as I love that. <laughs> Go over to our website and click the Patreon link. We would love to be in your ears two days a week. You also get first crack at
0: merch, at live shows. Plus, you get access to our close friends on Instagram. There's a lot of perks, and we do one bonus thing every month. That's always a lot of fun. We just did a Zoom hang and got to take some questions and hang with all of our DBs. It was a good time. It was so fun. It's so fun. I really love
1: seeing everybody's face. Me too, and, and just I got drunk. Hanging. Did you really? Yeah, it was great. Lightweight. Anyway, and of course, come and see us live on tour. You can find all that information on our website by clicking the See Us Live link. We have put together a tremendous show for you about the man we all love to hate, Royal Scoop. Daniels, we cannot wait to see you on tour.
0: Y'all get ready. I mean, truly, like, we love podcasting, and I think we're pretty damn good at podcasting. But being on stage, it's our second home. It really is. We want you to come be big dummies with us. Come
1: be big dummies with us. All right, should we get to the episode? There's an episode? Joey, guess what? What? We have a new sponsor. You know I love saving money. I do. I love a coupon. Uh I love anything that will save me money anywhere. And there is a new app you all need to try called Upside. Here's the thing. Upside Seems too good to be true, but it is not because we've used it and it actually works. Anything from Chipotle to Dunkin' Donuts to Starbucks to gas to restaurants. So with every purchase, you get cash back thanks to Upside.
0: So to get started, all you have to do is download the Upside app, which is totally free use our promo code, Obsessed, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So
1: then you claim an offer for whatever you're buying using the Upside app. So you check in at the business and then you just pay like normal with your credit card And you get paid. Exactly.
0: And this is the difference. You're not getting like credit card rewards or like loyalty program situations here. You're getting cash back. Not just cash back, but three times more cash back than you normally would. And that is through Upside.
1: Download the free Upside app and use promo code OBSESSED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's a $5
0: or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code UPSESSED. It's just free money. Did someone say free money? I did. Literally right now.
1: Thank you, Upside! <laughs> Season 9, Episode 1, Edge of 14, tells the story of the disappearance of Ashley Summers.
2: She's an outgoing teen who started keeping secrets.
3: I did not approve of her dating him. Man, she was too young to date in the first place.
2: Then, one day without warning... She's gone.
4: She loved her whole family. She wouldn't just leave us and not say nothing.
2: A puzzling phone call out of the blue stuns her mother. It was
4: like, it's me, mom. I'm okay. Don't worry. Was it so quick because she was being told to get off the phone? Did somebody have her?
2: Investigators recognize a pattern with chilling ramifications.
4: We have three young girls missing, and we're not getting an answer to where they are or what happened to them.
2: Until a shocking discovery in a Cleveland home makes international headlines.
0: Now, I remember this case very well. Do you really? Oh, I remember it. I remember it being all over the news. I remember being like really baffled by it and really saddened for this family but you know it didn't make national headlines until you know a while after this case but I remember it I remember it vividly so let me I'm going to take you all back it's the spring of 2007 in Cleveland and Jennifer Summers is here to talk about her daughter Ashley Summers who was 13 at the time
1: and the two of them were best friends yeah and they loved watching scary movies no thank you
0: oh you really don't like scary movies no you
1: love it Call me when it's over. Clowns, poltergeists, vengeful demons. I don't need my exes on TV where I can see <laughs> I them. I was about to say, Absol- you dated a
0: lot of vengeful demons. Yeah, I
1: mean, you want to be scared? <laughs> turn on the news. Literally, okay, you're, so, you're, like,
0: your autobiography, Vengeful Demons, yeah. a novel by Ellen.
1: <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you people? Were you all not hugged enough as children? I'm looking at you because you love horror movies. Oh, I mean, I used to sneak. I, I will say the older you get, the harder
0: it is because you're like, life is a horror. Yeah. Uh, Um, But my mom and I watched old movies together. Like if Meet Me in St. Louis came on, we were watching it.
1: Yeah. Well, Mama Jennifer and Ashley loved horror movies. Now, reenactment Jennifer does a reenactment with reenactment Ashley scaring her. And the gasp that she gives (laughs) doesn't look like she's scared. (gasps) Oh, Oh! (laughs) Who uh, okayed that? I mean, I those are two very separate-sounding gasps. <laughs> Somebody let that slip through the cracks on purpose, and it was for me, and I thank you because it's hilarious.
0: Well, whether or not you like scary movies, they did. And this family that
1: they have, it's a very close-knit
0: family. Yep. They're extended family. They would like to go to amusement parks together in the I summer. Love. I mean, I know. I love them, too. I mean,
1: we love an amusement park. Give me a roller coaster and a churro. I am content.
0: But also give me a Dramamine because especially when you go to Universal and you get on those uh, simulator rides, after a while I'm like...
1: Yeah. oh, Pop-Pop is getting old for the roller coasters. Oh, that's
0: cute because we're close to the same age Mm. and you're wearing peekaboo shoulders. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's starting already. My shirt is
1: adorable.
2: Just
0: saying, you're not better than me.
2: As her mother's firstborn... Ashley grew up surrounded by a very large web of extended family, including numerous cousins, more than 10 aunts and uncles, grand-aunts and grand-uncles, plus her grandparents. Everybody loved Ashley. She was
4: the first baby.
2: (laughs) Because Ashley's biological father was never part of her life, her mother's family stepped in to fill the void.
0: So, Ashley grew up in a very large family. Oh,
1: my stars. So many
0: family members.
1: There's a lot of grand uncles and great aunts. Like, I'm not disrespecting this family tree by any means. I'm just confused.
0: Well, in our family, in the South, you just call those people your cousins.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it was like... I have an uncle and his niece, they're like six years apart. So, I get... I've never been, you know, good at math or, you know, making good decisions about men. But (laughs) I also can't quite figure out who is who. I'm like, so is that when Lola has a kid, my brother Joe will be, you know. That's why we simplified it in the South. You're like, who's that?
0: That's my cousin. I don't have time to tell you the tale of my great, great aunt and how she came to be.
1: It's (laughs) true. So hold on to your butts. There's a lot of talking heads in this episode. So it's funny they say grand...
0: Aunt, but it could be just great aunt.
1: That's what that's what's confusing. Sometimes they say it's great. The same. Aunt.
0: Great and grand is the same. No,
1: I think great is two generations. I think grand aunt is one and then great aunt is like two.
0: I don't know about all that. This anyway, is why
1: I needed a chart. Aunt Renee is here and she says <laughs> Ashley was always
0: acting silly, loved to make everyone laugh, sounds familiar. And also we find out from Aunt Debbie. She was the first baby. Yeah. So she got a lot of attention.
1: And we see a newborn picture of Ashley in the hospital. What a cutie. And this baby is... Ugly, Um, (laughs) not this baby, not Ashley. Just you know my feelings on newborns in general. Yeah, I like. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you're, you know, what kind of DNA you have coursing through your veins. Babies look like creeps. I. They are just yeah, they're aliens. Like they look like hungover potatoes. Like everyone, (laughs) stop lying and saying that those babies are cute. They look like science experiments. They look like aliens. I've said it before, they look like Winston Churchill. I agree. They yeah. do look... I mean, there is something about a newborn where you're like, is that finished baking? Yeah, No! Does that it, need to go back yeah, in? Yeah, let that <laughs> face develop for a couple months, <laughs> then have me over for a sip and see. Call me in six months! Oh,
0: wow. yeah. You always say I hate kids,
1: so... No, uh, it's just newborn... I'm not going around showing
0: pictures of Lola as a little babe, raisin listen, newborn. you don't have to sell it to me. Yeah. I know. They all look like E.T.,
2: E.T., E.T. <laughs> but as Ashley closes in on her 14th birthday her family notices changes in her.
4: That's why she was always wanting to be gone,
2: do stuff for her friends. In addition, according to family members, Ashley's relationship with her mother's long-term boyfriend, who has helped to raise her, has become tense.
4: Like, you're not my dad, stuff like that. She had a little attitude to her.
1: You know, when Ashley was almost 14, She changed a little bit. I mean, that tracks. We all did. Yeah, everything changes. Your hormones, your desires, your insecurities, all those things develop and change. She was off with her friends more, and she was sort of like getting a little contentious with her mom's boyfriend. Yeah. And, you know, the you're not my dad thing. Oh, honey, I played that game with my stepdad. Did you? Absolutely. I said that once and one time only. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I definitely, when I was 14, I was an angry 14-year-old. I I was all, what? What? Would you say Sorry? Mm-hmm.
1: my microphone? I can't. My headphones <laughs> are getting feedback.
0: But I mean, like I grew up in a family where everybody was in everyone's business and I just wanted my privacy and yeah. I couldn't get it. And I also wanted my independence. And because my parents were so paranoid that I was going to go out and embarrass them, I didn't get to do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. In their defense, I probably would have gone out and embarrassed. Well, I was going to say, them. you
1: embarrass me a lot. That's but rich. But we don't have. Wow, We that's don't rich. share DNA. Yeah, that's. So. Okay.
0: You scream in public. About what? Literally anything.
1: Hmm, I don't think I do.
0: Uh, hey, Ellen, where are you going?
1: What? <laughs> what did you say?
0: That's hanging out with you.
1: I, I am deaf in one ear, and you know that.
0: I know it better than anyone.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> listen, I have the ability to be quiet. I silently mouth the word fuck off at least 20 times a day.
0: Also can attest to that. So there you well, go. Well, listen, let, let's put it this way, though. All 14-year-olds become a little bit of a monster.
1: Yeah. And she started liking boys now, all right, this is the first time I'm going to have a little baby hissy fit. Christopher says...
2: The almost 14-year-old gets a serious boyfriend, 16-year-old Jean Gill.
1: So she's 13, Christopher. Right. Don't say she's almost 14. I do know what number comes after 14. She is 13 and he is 16. Now, She kept this relationship secret from Mama Jennifer because she knew damn well Mama Jennifer would not approve. Neither does Auntie Ellen.
0: When Mama Jennifer was at work, that's when Jean would come over. Exactly. And then her siblings eventually went to Mama (laughs) Jennifer and were like, by the way, she's got a boyfriend. And uh, that boyfriend is here when you aren't.
1: Yeah. And Mama Jennifer put the kibosh on that. Yeah. She
0: said, over my dead body. Yeah,
1: you're too young. You know, and her aunt says that she loved him. And my first response was like, did she? Do kids at 13 know what love is? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I do believe that true love requires a certain amount of maturity. Absolutely. But... I don't know. My mind could change. You can ask me about this tomorrow. My mind can change. I just think that there, you're still in the process of finding yourself when you're a teenager. And in order to love someone else, you have to love yourself. And you
0: don't know who you are at 13. You know who you are. No. It's so
1: hard to, like, love your teen self. I don't know. So I felt like Aunt Debbie was, like, a little bit like, it's fine. They're right. just kids. And Mama Jennifer did not like it. I do not blame her one bit.
0: Well, also, what is a, a testament to her level of maturity is that at At some point, she started stealing money from her mother. Yeah, and we've all done it. We, I did it. I certainly would take like five bucks here every Mm -hmm. once in a while. First of all, hide your money better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my parents figured out quickly, we got to hide it from these monster four kids because they will slip a five here and a 10 <laughs> yeah. there. I certainly did. So she noticed that money started missing from her drawer. And then one day she noticed all of her cash was missing yeah. from the drawer. And she was pissed.
1: Yeah. And then the, a couple days later, she sees that this 13-year-old, I can't even tell you the level of anger, has a tattoo of Jean's name. A real tattoo. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I have said this before. Getting a tattoo is more of a commitment than getting married. You can't divorce a tattoo. You can't, you know, sign on the dotted line for a tattoo. But also and getting it
0: removed is very painful and, and expensive. very expensive.
1: And also, I would like to speak to the hair and makeup team, anyone at ID, because that fake tattoo
4: was <laughs> that, atrocious. That, that,
1: Lola could have drawn a better fake tattoo <laughs> than that. And I know we're almost at the end of the series and they're just like, whatever, throw it up there. It says Gene, <laughs> but, you know, do better. Like, no one was trying. <laughs> so Mama Jennifer was like, wait, did you steal my money for that fucking tattoo? Also, what? What, tattoo parlor tattooed a 13-year-old? What? Is that that you or is that a Pomeranian? I don't know.
2: (laughs) Unsure how to reason with Ashley without heightening the tension over Jean, Jennifer asks her own mother, who lives about four miles away across town, for some help. The two decide it would be best if Ashley went and stayed with her grandmother for a while.
3: It was the summertime, so she would stay over there I just thought she would just, you know, not be bad for my mom, you know, because it's her grandma and can't be bad for grandma. Got to listen to grandma. They came to the decision that it would be
0: better if she would go and live with her grandmother for a while for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, she's not going to fight with her grandma. She's going to listen to her grandma.
1: Everyone's on their best behavior with their grandparents, except for my brother, John. Really? My brother, John, once locked my grandmother in the garage and told her to stop speaking Spanish. My grandmother spoke Italian. My brother, Joe, and I, to this day, will not let John live that down. And he survived it? He uh, lived to tell the tale? My grandmother, he locked her in the garage and said, I'm not letting you out of there until you stop
0: oh my god and what happened how did that
1: end oh I mean i I I can't but why Spanish he was just giving her a hard time no he was like six or something or seven he was like <laughs> a little kid and he lured my grandmother into the garage and shut down the- Y'all are monsters. My poor grandmother. That was the meanest anyone has ever been to my grandmother. Poor Nona. May, may she rest. May
0: she rest. Oh. Honey. She earned her place in heaven. She really did. Um, well, and the other reason that Mama Jennifer wanted her to go live with her grandmother was because she lived about four and a half miles away. And Jean lived far away. Yeah. So she was thinking, I can also keep them apart. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever you have to do. So Ashley moved in with grandma and it was summertime and it was nice because she kind of like reconnected with her family again that she had, you know, she was going spending time at cousins and aunts. And so everyone was kind of happy. You know, Mama Jennifer was happy with that. She was spending a lot of time at her grand uncle Kevin's. More on that later. Yep. Lots of cousins everywhere. And they said... Uh, lots of cousins all
0: went to Uncle Kevin's house.
1: Yeah. He yeah.
0: spoiled them. He
1: spoiled them. And Brother Joe has entered the chat. <laughs> I have very few rules and my brother Joe comes into town and Lola has like ice cream for breakfast. Uh, yeah, like, That
0: sounds right. Yeah. I did that with my nieces and nephews too. Now, Mama Jennifer says that even though Ashley would be at one relative's or another she always kept in touch with her yeah. on a regular basis, if not every day, every other day, so that she knew where she yeah. was.
1: so after she turns 14, she goes to talk to her Aunt Debbie, and she's like, Aunt Debbie, can I come live with you? And Debbie's like, sure. But it turns out Ashley actually never followed through with that plan. It was just sort of one of those plans yeah. that fizzled. But all to say that Ashley would kind of come and go from all family members' houses. So bouncing around like that wasn't out of of the ordinary. Exactly. For
0: her. So, two weeks later, it's the 4th of July and also Ashley's granduncle's birthday, and the family has gathered at granduncle Keith's house. Now, when she showed up, she was kind of in a bad mood.
1: Mm-hmm. And then 14 year old, I mean, just generally, like, they just go through the world in a bad mood. Oh,
0: I absolutely. I was, well, I was grumpy for different reasons.
1: Yeah. Well, why were you grumpy? I
0: wanted to make out with a boy,
1: and no right. one would let me. Why are you grumpy now? <laughs> Me
0: I'm I mean I'm literally looking at you right now <laughs> I'm just kidding I love you so You're much liking- I'm not grumpy
1: I'm in a great fucking mood <laughs> Ellen so Ashley was, you know, an ornery teenager, and then she kind of like hopped in the pool with her cousins and like, oh, okay. And you know when like a teenager comes around? Yeah. She's still a kid. Yeah. You know, they were playing water games and hopping in the pool, and then she like, you know, turned it around and was laughing and having a great time. So she ends up leaving the pool party at about six o'clock.
0: Yeah. She gives a hug to her granduncle Keith and says, I'm going to Chris's house. Now, Chris is short for Christine. That's one of Ashley's other aunts. There's lots of aunts. Wow, so many aunt. aunts and uncles. And now Chris lives. Aunt Chris lives a few blocks away. It's about a ten-minute walk. Well, unbeknownst to Grand Uncle Keith, he was the last person to ever see her.
1: Yeah, and she said goodbye, and he said,
0: "She said goodbye to everybody," and she turned the corner, and I'd never seen her since. Yikes. Yeah. So
1: this is where we meet Vicki Anderson. She's an FBI agent. Hi, lady FBI agent. I
0: immediately liked her.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. She she's was smart. So smart. You can
0: tell she's empathetic.
1: Compassion, Absolutely. And
0: she's there to do, like, she's passionate about her work. Yeah. You can tell all of those
4: things and immediately. She's wearing, and
1: she's wearing power red. I love it. <laughs> I was like, yes.
4: Ashley had been known to spend the night at family members' homes, not come home for a couple days. And her mother was always okay with that because she just knew that she was at somebody's house.
2: But after two days pass, without her mother Jennifer hearing from Ashley, something doesn't feel right. So she calls Kevin's house to check on her daughter. And what he tells her is concerning.
1: He says she hadn't been over there in two days. Now, Kevin hadn't seen her from before the pool party. Yes. And it turned out before the pool party... Uncle Kevin and her got into, like, a little argument, actually. Yeah. It turns
0: out, according to him, that she had been gossiping on the phone and that he overheard it, gossiping about the family. Mm -hmm. And he heard it and went over there and was like, I'm not standing for the shit. Stop it. And then she wouldn't or sassed him or something. And he grabbed her phone and broke it. Yeah. Now, that don't seem right to me. Yeah.
1: Take it if you want to take
2: it. That's
0: fine. But, like, why are we breaking someone's phone? Yeah. Especially... From what we know, these weren't rich people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And probably for her to have a phone was a big deal. Absolutely. It cost a lot of money. That stood out to me in Mm -hmm. a way I didn't like.
1: Well, I've taken my daughter's phone before, but but you you don't break break it. it. That seems like a temper tantrum to me.
0: Listen, oh, absolutely. I mean, my parents took things away from me often. Yeah. But they never broke it
1: because that just seems cruel. Yeah. And expensive. (laughs) Uh,
0: Very. So... That accounted for why she was in such a bad mood when right. she got to the party.
1: Yep. And then Mama Jennifer's like, well, well now she doesn't have a phone. I'm exactly. not going to be able to t- All right, fine. So she's got to, like, call around to all the family and be like, listen, Ashley she doesn't have a phone. Where is she? I mean, and, you know, a lot of uncles and aunts. So she's got a lot of phone calls to make. But then slowly Mama Jennifer realizes that, No one has seen her. No
0: one. And so then she starts to panic, and she goes to the police to file a missing persons report.
1: Right. And now, it should be said, we hear from a city council member that this area that they live in, the west side of Cleveland, isn't great. There's sex work, and there's drug activity, and there's criminal behavior. And it's not a place you would want a young 14-year-old to kind of be roaming around by herself. So
0: Especially because trafficking is a problem.
1: Yes. Now, the Cleveland police... (laughs) Uh, Make us really mad The Cleveland police are like She's being a teenager She's rebellious She's probably run away She'll be back And the family's like Hmm She didn't run away
0: This is something she would never do
1: And also If she did run away Let's just play the advocate of the devil here Can you help me?
0: Yeah, I cannot stand that attitude. That First of all, if a child goes, if anyone goes missing, especially a child, your attitude should not be cavalier about it at all. You should be exhausting every avenue because even if she did run away, she could be in harm's way. She could still be in potential danger. So get off your fucking ass and start finding my child. That yeah. is literally your job. Yeah.
2: The 14-year-old has always been a heavy social media user who logs in to stay in touch with friends and family, including her boyfriend, Jean Gill. On it all
4: day long. That's why she'd come to my house to use me for my computer. <laughs> as soon as she walked in the door, she sit down and play the computer.
2: Now, Ashley has uncharacteristically vanished from her social media account.
1: Her last seen
3: login was July 4th.
1: So the family starts to look at her social media, and the 4th of July was the last time she logged on to MySpace.
0: MySpace. Do you remember MySpace?
1: Do I remember MySpace? Your top eight. Top the, eight. The,
0: the strain of oh knowing who God. you're going to piss off.
1: Yeah. Because then, then if you had to move someone for your marriage, top eight, you'd be like, hey, what, did I do Something. Oh, honey! Top eight people
0: were very uh, persnippity.
1: Yeah. about
0: your top eight. Yeah,
1: I was like, can I make a? Can I have a top sixteen? <laughs> I am a people pleaser. I would like a top sixteen.
0: Who was the a creator of MySpace? Who was everyone's friend? Tom. Tom.
1: Yeah. Oh, Tom. He had that picture, and it never changed. <laughs> it ne- <laughs> Oh, my God. At some gigantic PC in, like, 1999. Yeah. The children will never know trying to get a GIF from, like, HTML. Oh, right. And like, they, the children will never know what also, it's like. Also, what
0: song? When people came to your profile, what song? What song?
1: Well, it, it was a lot of pressure. It was. And quite frankly, I didn't need it. Thank God <laughs> Facebook entered our lives when it did.
0: Ashley was very active on her MySpace.
1: Yeah, and she hadn't been. Since July 4th. And no one had heard from her. And that includes her boyfriend, Gene.
0: Well, so now despite Mama Jennifer's efforts, Ashley and Gene... Turns out they saw each other every day that summer. But Jean had gone out of town for a family reunion at the time of Ashley's disappearance. So now the family is organizing search parties on foot, on bikes, in cars. They make flyers. They're putting them all around the neighborhood and immediately they started getting tips.
1: Right, and they intentionally put up flyers around Jean's house. Like, I would too, absolutely. And a bizarre Billy Smolinski twist of fate The flyers by Jean's house were taken down the next day.
0: I thought that all of them in the neighborhood had been taken down. That was my takeaway from it.
1: Maybe it was everywhere.
0: And the reason we should say that Mama Jennifer was targeting that area because she was thinking... If Ashley is with Gene, sure. she's going to see this
1: and be yeah. like,
0: oh, fuck, I'm, I am I got to go home.
1: Yeah. So the police reach out to Gene and he was interviewed a couple of times, it turns out. Our favorite FBI agent, Vicky, tells us that. But they can't tell us what they talked about? Well, is that because he's a minor?
0: Probably. But also, I think it was safe to say because they interviewed him so many times his story was consistent he wasn't even in town at the time of her disappearance right that they could remove him as a person of interest
1: and he said the last time that he saw her he and his dad dropped Ashley off at Kevin's house a few days before the 4th Um, which is more than I can say with that fucking guy with the Kayla Berg case who was right. like yeah I dropped her off at that abandoned house and then I just like took off
0: well he was full of shit yeah, that lying yeah
1: Kevin fuck Kevin also, uh, we're not having great luck with Kevins lately no not Have really Kevins that listen? Well, all right. Yeah, that Shit. Kevin
0: can choke on a new potato. Yeah. So, um...
2: <laughs> As weeks tick by, Ashley's mom becomes desperate to find her oldest child. So she decides to follow Gene. I would just drive around till I
3: seen him. Some days I would see him, some days I wouldn't.
2: One night, she observed something she considers very strange.
3: I seen him going to an abandoned house. So I called the police and had him check it out. See if Ashley might have been in there. If you, you know, she was hiding.
2: Ashley is not in the house.
3: So now weeks have passed,
0: and Mama Jennifer is desperate to find Ashley, Mm -hmm. and she starts following Jean. I just want to say, I probably would do the same thing. Honey,
1: you know what I mean. You don't even have to pay tuition at Down Bitch University. We got you. I'm a real bitch. Uh, We got you on scholarship. She will find out before anyone fucks around. I do not blame her at all. I do not blame her at all. I I am just like Mama Jennifer. I am crazy, and just when you think you've reached the rock bottom of crazy, I've got an underground parking garage of crazy. (laughs) That's what's fucking happening here. lucky me. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's true,
0: though, because the thing is is that I'm not going to take any chances when it comes to somebody I love. Turns out... She was not. That's okay. I want you to know. And actually, I want you to know I'm watching you. Yeah. I am keeping a close eye on you.
1: Listen, Mama Jennifer, you have a full ride at DBU. Absolutely. That's right. Four weeks pass. Four. Nothing. One day, Mama Jennifer is at work, and she gets a call from a blocked number. So she picks it up. Oh, the chills. Yeah. And the voice says, Mom, it's me. I'm okay. And then it hangs up. I literally just got full body, down my legs, I just got full body chills. And she was like, wait, what? Hey. I know that feeling and I can't pinpoint when it happens but when something happens so fast yeah. and it's like wait what was that her was that Ashley wait what why was that so fast why didn't she talk did she hang up or did i hang up you know all these things rushing through and you know what was, was she being told to get off the phone yeah. what was it
0: you know i think immediately you're going to have adrenaline rush throughout your entire body and you're thinking the first thing you're going to feel is hope yeah you're just going to be overcome in my opinion, what I would feel is hope, hope, hope. And being like, okay, but then doubt starts
1: to creep in. Yeah. Because you're like,
0: was that her? Was that her? You Do know, I even
1: know her voice? Was that a it's pre- so fast. Uh, yeah. So Mama Jennifer was like, I'm actually really shocked she hasn't reached out to Jean. And then I was like, I mean, remember she fucking doesn't have a phone because fucking asshole Uncle Kevin broke it. And that's kind of it with that phone call. Yeah. So we land on the evening of
0: November 17th, also a moment that gave me chills. Ashley's grandfather and step-grandmother Linda Summers who's here. They're driving on the west side of Cleveland when they see a young woman walking on the side of the road toward them.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, they had been receiving tips that Ashley had cut her hair short and dyed it blonde and this young woman match that description perfectly same height same shape same build they were like is Mm -hmm. that ashley
1: and they were like did she see us what happened And again it's like things like that happen in an instant and they turn around and whoever that woman was dipped down a side street and they're like was that her again it all is so you know when you're trying to think back to something and you're like oh it's so fuzzy i don't know
2: by may of 2008 It's been almost a year since Ashley went missing. Her disappearance finally comes to the attention of the FBI.
4: The FBI Cleveland Division was alerted from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children about Ashley Summers missing from our area.
2: The FBI sees Ashley's case in a disturbing new light. There have been other teenage girls, besides Ashley, who have disappeared from Cleveland.
1: Fast forward a year. And the FBI is alerted about something pertaining to Ashley.
0: So this also, I mean, I remember this case being all over the news as well. So there had been other young women, very young women, uh, who had also disappeared from their homes in Cleveland. There was Amanda Berry who had been missing since April of 2003, and there was also Gina Jesus, who had been missing since April of 2004. So now they're like, wait a minute, are these connected? Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, like, was she kidnapped? Is there a serial kidnapper in Cleveland that's preying on very young women? And... These disappearances have a lot in common. All three women were very close to their families. At one point, they all went to the same school. Same school. Yeah. That's
1: what got me. Oh, my god! And they all went missing from the same general like area. The same kind of, like, couple block vicinity. Yeah. Oh, so the FBI starts at the beginning. And, you know, Dom Bitch, FBI agent Vicky, I mean, she does call her a free spirit. She does? Yeah, I was like, stop it. I was trying to think, how
0: did I miss that? That she called her a free spirit.
1: Can we remove free spirit from the English dictionary? Yeah, I just, I don't want to do it anymore. No more. Can you play the where she says free spirit? She
4: seems. To be a, a free spirit, and that she kind of was at that age where she wanted to do what she wanted to do.
1: There it is. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> so, you know, they go door to door. Now they really hunker down. But this is the FBI. This isn't the Cleveland police that were like, well, she's fine. She, you know, she was just, she's in a runaway. She had a bad breakup. She's just being a silly, emotional girl. Right. And they check everywhere. They check with registered sex offenders. Nothing. They go and they are literally looking door to door. It is all hands on deck for all of these missing girls that seemingly have some kind of odd connection.
0: Yeah, and when they would get a tip about one, they would look at, they tried to focus on all of them as yeah. individuals, but then as a group. So if one tip came in, they tried to see how can we apply it to everyone. And then the FBI started to focus on the older male relatives in Ashley's family, as well as her boyfriend, Gene, and they give them all polys.
1: Yeah. So they
0: don't give us the results.
1: No. And so we go back to that like heartbreaking phone call, that like, you know, three second phone call, and they start like checking phone records and trying to cross reference. And Mama Jennifer's like, I couldn't remember what day it was. And how I, could she? I, yeah, I mean, I uh, how? I, it's, it must all be a blur. And she's like, maybe it was her. Maybe it wasn't. I just was like, my heart just sank for her in that Absolutely. moment. Poor Mama Jennifer. So now,
0: we fast forward. It's been almost five years. And there's no word until spring of 2013.
1: Yeah, so... A neighbor in this one area, he hears something weird next door. And we see this interview by this down bitch man named Charles Ramsey. And he says,
2: I hear this girl screaming and she's going nuts. So I look, I come outside and I know there's nobody that's supposed to be screaming next door to my house because there's no girl that lives in that house. So that's a dead giveaway to something wrong. She said, My name is Amanda Barrett, please get me out this house
1: i was like go off down bitch charles you see something you hear something fucking say something oh my my heart is pounding right now yeah i mean she was that girl was
0: screaming help me help me and he was like i thought it was so odd because one thing i know is there's no girls who live there yeah
1: and then we hear this 911 call from Amanda Berry. Hello, please. Help me. I'm Amanda Berry. you need police, fire, or ambulance? I need police. Okay. And what's going on there? I've been kidnapped, and I've been missing for 10 years, and I'm, I'm here. I'm free now. So let me tell you, I I really, really, I genuinely as a person and someone working in the true crime space, I always try and lead with like understanding. I always like to say, what if, you know, if somebody has a weird demeanor, I'm like, you don't know what that's like. I really always try and put my head, yeah. you know, but as soon as that woman said, I'm Amanda Berry and the dispatcher yep. was like dispatch. How do you say dispatch? You did it. Dispatch. Yeah. and. Uh, the dispatch the dispatcher what is it medic it's dispatcher the dispatcher was like, wait, what do you need? I was like, wait, 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 wait. Babe, shut the fuck up. Well, because in my mind, as I'm watching this, you know, straight through, I was like, these women had a lot of publicity around them. You know, like I'll never, poly class will live in my head for the rest yeah. of my life. And you tend to know, when you're a dispatcher, you're law enforcement adjacent, right? I mean, and so to not clock that name, Amanda Berry, I'm not trying to shame this, but that just made me really upset.
0: Well, she cut her off and said, do you need police, fire, what did she say? You need police, fire, fire, medical. medical. I don't know.
1: I just got instantly mad. And down bitch Vicky said the same thing. She's like, everybody Everybody knew them by first name. Exactly. Everybody knew those girls. So already, like my temperature was like, humidity's rising. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, you know, she's screaming, I'm free now. My heart. I mean, I called you last night, like, hysterical, crying about this episode. I know. And
0: she's like, there's two other girls in the house. Yeah,
4: Gina and Amanda have been found. They're alive. And chills went through my body because nobody had to say their last name. Everybody knew who Gina and Amanda was. There's a third person, and we didn't know who that third
2: person was. Inside 2207 Seymour, the young women have been living in a hellish nightmare of physical, sexual, and psychological abuse at the hands of 52 year old Ariel Castro.
0: So we knew that one of the other young women was Gina De Jesus. But they didn't know yet who the third woman was. Yeah, and we find out that these women had been abducted by a fifty-two-year-old piece of shit named Ariel Castro,
1: who was a former bus driver for the city of Cleveland. More on him later. But Mama Jennifer heard she's runs to the TV. Of course, she's like, "Oh my God, that third oh my yep. oh, it could chills. be it could be Ashley." She's like, "This third one has to be Ashley." And you know, she's sitting in front of this TV waiting. The waiting. whole family was glued to the TV. And the other girl was a woman by the name of Michelle Knight. Yeah. She was actually an adult who had no missing persons report. Yeah, that
0: was wild and I I'm very curious how that happened. Like no one reported her missing. Yeah. And she had been abducted before Amanda and Gina in August of 2002.
1: Yeah, she was there for 11 years. That's
0: fucking wild.
1: And so poor mama Jennifer finds out it wasn't Ashley and then she says the sweetest thing. She I goes know. But then there's hope, you know, I mean, and I guess there is always hope, you know, that these people's loved ones are alive. You know, then they start thinking just because Ashley wasn't there doesn't mean this actual human walking piece of fecal matter yeah. isn't involved in some way. And doesn't
0: know. Yeah, exactly. And and so really, Mama Jennifer's like, these families had their time yeah. where they were reunited with their daughter. Maybe my... Oof.
1: I know. I know.
0: Maybe mine will come.
1: We're in a place today, y'all. We are in a place today. uh,
0: So like we said, the FBI starts investigating Castro to see if he is involved in Ashley's disappearance. He only lived a mile and a half away from the home where Uncle Keith's 4th of July birthday slash pool party was. And they searched the entire home, Castro's entire home. and, And after interviewing the three young victims, they weren't able to make any connection between Castro and Ashley's disappearance.
1: Yeah, and then this shit gets me every I fucking hate time. it, Ellen.
0: Ellen, I hate it so much. Yeah,
1: so... There, I'm sorry for interrupting no, you. No, no, there was, like, we've, we've seen this before. There's, like, gossip around... Oh, God, it is, it is a... That is some next-level evil. There's, like, gossip around town that somewhere in the house was written R.I.P. Ashley. Can you all shut the whole fucking fuck up? Shut up up. Don't fuck with these people's missing loved ones or their grief. Everyone shut the fuck up. Because let me tell you, that fucking prison orange does not look good on me. And (laughs) I will fucking lose my shit. Shut the hole in your face if you're not helping and you're perpetuating this fucking town gossip. They searched that house up and down. Nothing said R.I.P. Ashley. Ashley was not in that house. And just that
0: came from FBI agent Vicky.
1: Yeah. Down bitch Vicky was like... We, you know, if that were true, we would have found something. Why do people feel the need to center
0: themselves in other people's trauma? Why do you feel the need to center yourself in someone else's pain and anguish by perpetuating some disgusting rumor? And that rumor got back to someone came to Mama Jennifer and told her that. And her sister says, I remember her hearing that. And she fell to her fucking knees. It's cruel. Shut the fuck up and mind your own fucking business. Truly. Yeah.
2: In July of 2013, Ariel Castro pleads guilty to 937 criminal charges, including multiple counts of kidnapping and rape and two counts of aggravated murder for violently terminating the pregnancies of Michelle Knight while holding her captive. Castro's sentenced to life in prison plus 1,000 years.
1: He gets life in prison plus a thousand years. Whoever that judges, yep. please show yourself so I can send you a fucking Panera gift card and an edible arrangement. Life and and your afterlife and everybody you know's fucking life. Exactly. And then. <laughs>
0: this just infuriated me uh, all over again because I remember... Yo,
1: we're a comedy podcast. Yeah, this truly. Is, this is a this, this is, is, a episode is hard. I'm not
0: going to lie. But I remember this happening. I remember this news is that that motherfucker took the cheap way out. He'd been held for four months before he was going to be transported to his new home for the next 1,000 years. Uh, and he hung himself. He knew that if he'd gone to jail, he would have experienced everything yeah. that he put those poor women through. He would have experienced that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: In January 2015, seven and a half long years after 14-year-old Ashley Summers disappeared in Cleveland, the FBI finally has a strong lead in her case, thanks to this picture. It was a great face shot of a young
4: lady looking straight into the ATM camera from her car and a young man with her. It was a striking resemblance to Ashley.
1: This is really weird. They found under Rhode Island's Most Wanted, a woman who had a theft ring. And this woman was a dead ringer for Ashley. She sure was. Yeah. And it was even on the Dr. Phil show. They had used, like, facial recognition experts. And the face was, like, an 80% match. And, you know, they sent it out. And it wasn't her.
0: It wasn't her. But I will say, in everyone's defense— it looked a it lot really did. like her. And they
1: tried and they they of course you have to exhaust every possibility. You just have to.
0: I mean, one of the few good things that Dr. Phil did, it, not even a doctor. They should just call him Mr. Phil. Yeah. Um <laughs> because he's not a fucking doctor. They um, should call him that
2: guy
1: Phil yeah. who's got some southern sayings. <laughs> now listen, if you've got two beans in your hand, that's more than the hand with the no beans. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't prolific also can, well, that man
0: was on oprah many times oprah got bamboozled i actually don't mind
1: some of the things he's but don't call yourself a doctor you're not a doctor yeah you're not a doctor
0: so now as far as boyfriend Gene goes it's actually very sad mm-hmm. you know, after ashley's disappearance the investigation was very traumatic for him, he said. And he found himself in and out of jail for a long time and also maintains his innocence. He's like, I do not know what happened to her. Yeah. I don't. And he maintains his innocence.
1: So it's July 2017, and that's been 10 years without Ashley. And that's where the episode ends. And this family still has no answers. So if you have any information that could lead detectives in any way to Ashley or have any information about the case, the FBI urges you to call them at 216 622 for 2 We
0: want answers for this family. Yeah. They deserve it.
1: So, a couple things. Okay. You ready for a couple oh, things? Oh, God. Okay. So, Uncle Kevin... Uh, the granduncle. Granduncle Kevin Donathan is his name. In 2020, was sentenced to 35 years in prison. He had a laundry list of charges everywhere, including rape and gross sexual misconduct, Of minors. Fuck. When he was 55, he admitted to the crimes that spanned over 25 years. What? So the FBI searched his home in relation to her disappearance only last year, but police say that he's not a suspect so who knows what went on with Uncle Kevin and the family is was distraught I mean I, I watched some videos of the family talking about uh, he says he tore that once close-knit family apart Wow. you know Ashley's disappearance was enough trauma for yeah. that family and then adding that on top of it their family has been just a wreck there is a lot of coverage of that online that you can find wow that's
0: awful yeah
1: so a couple a little bit of information about the other missing the survivors Amanda and Gina, it needs to be said, this is very important. Amanda and Gina knew Ariel Castro. Yes. And they knew his daughters, which is why when they were abducted separately, they got into his car. Yeah,
0: elected. They elected to get in his car.
1: So the main the main conversation I want people to remember is that you may know your predators. Yeah. And something else about Ariel Castro that I looked up. This is what really, really upsets me, is that he had domestic abuse accusations going back to the 80s. His wife, Grimaldi, reported being physically abused in 1989, 1993, 1999, and 2005. Wow. And the authorities showed up six times. To their door because he had beaten his wife and harassed his neighbors, and he never did a day of jail time. Wow. In fact, that 2005 filing said she suffered a broken nose, broken ribs, a knocked out tooth, a blood clot in the brain, and dislocated shoulders. My main question is, why wasn't this man in fucking jail? He was employed by the city. He was a city bus driver. Beyond that, neighbors had alerted the police over the years of that fucking house that held and tortured those women that something was happening. There was a report that a naked woman was crawling around. The police thought it was a prank fucking call. Another woman called in 2010 and record- reported seeing a naked woman crawling in his backyard and the cops didn't take it seriously. So when I said. Cops don't do their jobs. Don't fucking slide into my DMs and tell me I don't respect the police and don't respect authority because it is shit like this that I need people to make sense. One in three women experience sexual violence and there are women listening right now who are victims. And I know they fucking hear me. And people didn't hear that fucking woman. So this is what I want you to do. You all need to have those uncomfortable conversations that our parents did (sighs) not Violence against women is a fucking human rights violation. Why don't we take better care of women? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think in this case too, and I'm not making excuses for anyone. I do think that this neighborhood, because of what it was known for, uh, for drugs and prostitution, that they don't take it seriously. Yeah. And so that they were like, well, these things just happen or it's just a lack of care. But whatever it is, many people dropped the ball and those people did a disservice to all of those women they let them all down and they left them open and vulnerable to violence and to monsters like castro so i'm with you and i think it's important to listen to that voice yeah. when when you get that funny feeling and you're like i'm just trying to justify it i say better safe than sorry so if you feel uncomfortable if you feel like something is wrong something very well might be wrong yeah so take the chance
1: you know there are men serving you know fucking marijuana charges that get more time in jail yeah. than some sexual, violent yeah. criminals out there. I just need someone to make it make sense for me. That's all. Yeah. And um, that man should have never had access to those girls for as long as he did. Say something funny.
0: Do you think after this episode we can still, on iTunes, call this a comedy podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: bow, 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 ba
2: Wow. <laughs> wow, thanks for laughing with us
1: today. Listen. We real no, this one got me, guys. It got me too.
0: It definitely got me. It's sad when you see people this close. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, unfortunately, not in Ashley's case, but in other those other women's cases. So
1: close. Yeah. But uh, come join us at our live show <laughs> where we just make fun of a big old drunk red face. Son of a bitch. That's much more fun. (laughs) But please follow us on our social media, which is also way more fun than this episode. Uh, We are at The Disappeared Pod on Instagram. We are on The Disappeared Pod on Twitter. I don't know. What's the Facebook group? (laughs) Our Facebook group is called The Obsessed With Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group. uh, And we... Let's discuss this. Yeah, we there is a lot to discuss. You know, there is a lot of questions. There's a lot of emotions that come up in the true crime space, and we try and you know peripherally talk about it. There's a lot of pieces of shit out there to laugh at, and some days, some days you laugh, and some days you cry. Well,
0: that's the other thing. Is like if you never laugh at it, then it's just sad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: that's like my life and career. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also,
0: you can find us on the TikTok. You. you can find me on Instagram at it's Joey Taranto. You can find Ellen on Instagram at Ellen Marsh. Ellen!
1: on TikTok. We're having a blast on TikTok. Our TikTok
0: is really fun. I make
1: Joey make, I'm like, Joey, let's do a TikTok! (laughs) We love you so much, dumb bitches. Thank you so much for letting us squawk into your ears once a week. If you'd like to join the drama club, we'd love to do it twice a week. Twice a week is a perfect amount of time. I agree.
0: I think it should probably be the legal amount.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Joey. I love you too, Yellen. We love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Of the ID Uh show, disappear. Cured. ow, it's
0: broken. Yeah, Lord, Lord, are you there? Dear God, it's me, Joey. <laughs> Help my friend. Oh my God, it's all country
1: it's shit. A- Patrick! <laughs> also, does Christopher have a cold in this episode?
2: Why? He's I like, didn't clock it. No,
1: he's like, no one had heard from Ashley. I was like, do you do you need a mucinex, my dude? Like Christopher very- is going to have something to say about this. At the very minimum, seasonal allergies. <laughs>
0: yeah. But when people are like, snippy with me because they're like oh, I'm just having a rough day babe call your therapist
1: I do that sometimes
0: you don't ever do that with me
1: I get we well, yeah. I feel like I, I
0: know when you're stressed out stressed when out, you're yeah. stressed out I'll be like you're never rude yeah you just go I just okay <laughs> okay and then you you gather yourself uh oh sorry you can find us on our Patreon <laughs> are you still recording